back to Resistance Shakespeare. What an intro, Michelle. What a cool intro. We made we made Corey Gray look awesome. Well, he is gangster. He is gangster. He's oh, Jesus gangster now. I got now. the mic on here. Let me switch the mics. Oh, can they still sound hear us? A little, they can hear us. We're just gonna sound a little tinny till I get the switch here. Okay, a little tinny. Not gangster. We're not sounding gangster. Not sounding gangster. There we go. Now we can sound gangster if you want. All right. So what kind of shirt you got on? I got on my Freedom for the Two Million God's Children Are Not for Sale shirt. That's Woo. what I got on. That's how we roll, you know. All right, so here's the deal. Rolling with my homies. I got my homie coming on right now in a minute. My, my homie. homie. Corey, Corey Gray, Gray is legit a homie. Like, if there was ever a homie, like, he's my Missouri homie living in Venezuela. <laughs> Jason Heidinger says, let's go. All right, so I'm pulling this up on Facebook so I can share it. Uh, Leo, Woo, why are we on here tonight? Fire. Why are we here tonight? Well, because I sent out an APB to my bros. I got some bros. I got some brothers in Christ. They are awesome. They're filled with the power of God, right? And Corey <laughs> gets Corey into Gray. the presence of God, and God slams him hard. He can't. He couldn't sleep. He's getting headaches. He like God gave him a vision that we have forty days. Forty days, and uh, you know it confirms this. The word that God gave me when we went to see Sound of Freedom, mm -hmm. that what has happened is now the evidence has been presented. We, as the body of Christ, have to go as a jury. God is the judge, and judgment is about to happen. But yeah. the reason why people need to see this film is because you, as a jury, you can't. You don't get to look away. Don't from the away. evidence. You Do not away. look away from this. God needs you to be on the jury. And so when we reached out to Serge and Jason and Rob and Corey, and I know they are all on board. Corey's just the first one that did a video on it. Well, Jason's on like, I'm ready. Everybody's on Let's fire do with it. this. Well, right. Jason came to our house on our deck and it's like, yep. I was, I was addicted to porn and now I'm free and my wife set me free. Y'all have to and, watch that And here's the thing. So the way you get this off your, the monkey off your back is to go at it. Come on. Okay. To confess your sins, get at it, take it down, right? Exactly. Take them out, take them down. Now, so today Corey gets this word and Lee and I are watching this video. Wait till y'all watch the video. You ain't even ready so for what, this video. So we're setting Corey you Bray. up. But we're going to turn it over to this video Corey made today. And you're going to watch the whole thing. And you don't get Corey said, you can't turn away. So once it plays. You don't get to look, look you away. Don't get you're to, stuck. You can, you if can, you want to leave now, leave now. But once Corey's video stops, you literally are. You start, behold, once once it, it starts, you are beholden by God to finish it. Yeah, you must. Okay, you must. Because he's got statistics. He's got scriptures. And he has the power of God. And I want to tell y'all yeah. something. And, and then we're going to let Corey take it away here. Corey's testimony, if you guys haven't watched it through the Kingdom Roundtable or on Revelation Red Pill or our first interview, I think, that we ever did with Corey, it's amazing, okay? He, so he was a he was into drugs. He was a drug Dude dealer. was in jail. He had demons inside of him that God delivered him from just by he him reading the Bible. Charge. Yeah. Okay? He read the Bible front cover, cover to cover. The dude has a sorted past, okay? But he God. paid his time. God has, has sanctified this man to a degree that y'all won't even recognize. He is so pure. His mind, the descriptions that he uses for things like erectile dysfunction in this video, I went, that is the most righteous, pure, and God description I have ever heard in my entire life for that. Mm -hmm. God has literally transformed his mind, pulled everything that was evil or rotten 
out of his head. And so there is no one that I can think of better to give this message than someone who has had the past, been sanctified, purified, rectified, and now giving this message of freedom, okay? But Corey didn't have the stats until he did the research. Yeah. One thing that Corey is excellent at, much like you, is in the research. So once he started doing the research, he kept... Our phones have not stopped, and probably his hasn't either, right? Since this started, I think yesterday, and Corey's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He is like a dog with a bone ain't letting it go, and it all started with a turd face named Andrew Tate. Leah had it in her crawl. We are still going to do an episode on that with the guys. You're going to love it. It's going to be phenomenal about Andrew Tate. But this specific... Because Tucker had him on. Don't you get me started. Leah says don't get her started. Okay? That's another video. But the reason why we put this Sound of Freedom is because now these 40 days from the date of Sound of Freedom, which is July 4th until August 13th, is the bell... The What is that? The bellwether? Is that how that's the, 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 oh. when, it, when you'd use that phrase? I don't know if you're using it correctly. Darn it. It's, it's, oh, she's looking Keep it up going. for me. Keep going. It's the sound of freedom. It is the sound of freedom for the countless men and their wives. One that serves as a leader or as a leading indicator of future trends. Oh, I had it right. I had it right. Don't you question me. It's the bellwether of freedom. It is the sound of freedom right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And in these 40 days, wives are going to get set free. Husbands are going to get set free. Sons are going to get set free from this. We love, I did a video today. I want you and guys to girls, find it and share it. And the children in it are going to get set and free. And the girls and the children that are in it, the sex trafficking, they're, everybody's getting set free. But one thing that Jim Caviezel has been touting, which is why we're wearing our sound of freedom shirts. Okay. Why is this a 2 million real quick? Because of the two million that are trapped in sex so trafficking. So the number is two million children. Kiddos. There's about forty million in sex trafficking around the world. Is the sound of freedom on the back of my shirt. Yes. Can they see it? Yeah. 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 Sound of freedom. Um, but two million, two million, two million actual children are being sex trafficked right now today. Yeah. How how many images are created, and Oof. then how many people are watching it? If there's two million kids, right? There's thousands and thousands. If, like it's if, everybody. If what I is happening? A, if I had a business that demanded two million employees, Lord how many mercy. people is that business reaching, and how much product is being produced? And America is the number one consumer of child sex trafficking uh, material. So we got this righteous man of God, Corey Gray, who does this video that pretty much just says enough. That's it. God, That's, God has. God says God, enough. God says enough. This is enough. So Corey gave me a prophecy that I have taken to heart mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, and he said, "Michelle, you God has spoken to me that you have the ability to write, write heaven's de- le- de- heaven's legislation. legislation." Yeah, and I've done that a couple of times now since Corey said so. So today, when I heard his video say that uh, forty days. God, I was—I had a million things to do today, and I was doing them all. And God says, "Hey, I need you to go upstairs and write this legislation." And I literally—I—I I literally said this to God. I said, "But I'm really busy." <laughs> I said, but "I'm really busy. I've got my job to do." And He says, "Your job." God literally says to me, "He says your job is to write my legislation." Go and so—and you know, what I felt empowered when He said that, and I was—I felt real—I felt released from my everyday man 
job to go and do my actual job before heaven. So I'm going to read this declaration to you guys, and it's in the description on Rumble. We took it off of Facebook because Leah didn't want us to get censored from them thinking that we are going to be the ones that are that's actually you know implementing this destruction. But um, this is really, really, really powerful. So. Um, and also, there was a car wreck that happened in the middle of me writing this, which is so there were three. Very there were several different things happened. So you and I had a little bitty thing happen after the end of Revelation Red Pill last night. We woke up this morning. We had a little bitty thing. We both went in the spirit. We both got words from God. Yeah. And well, little do we know that Corey was coming up with this, and so the devil was coming to attack us and to attack Corey to keep him from getting this message out. And while we're messaging back and forth, and while you're getting this declaration, there's a guy who had stolen a trailer and he crashes it right past our house. And we all ran out. I literally stopped my journal. I set it down and put my shoes on and ran outside. And we start talking to all of our neighbors, and I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, make sure nobody's the injured. The guy, the guy who stole the trailer is okay. He's out running in the neighborhood somewhere. Um, no, they got him. They got him. Yeah. Okay, they he got him. He was injured, but they got him. He was injured, but they got him. So there's all these weird things that that were happening uh, right around this. You were talking to mom about this whole thing yeah. at the exact same time. Yeah. So just very, very interesting. So I'm going to read this declaration to you guys, and this is really powerful. I want you to share it. Take it from the description and share it. And I will on Rumble and is it anywhere you want to share it? But it, it's not in the description on Facebook. It's in the description on Rumble. I'm sorry. Yes. Stop porn or be destroyed. That is Corey's title. Okay. And then I put, God had me write, the millstone declaration from heaven. Be it known to all mankind, a decree of judgment has been issued from the very throne room of heaven. That comes from God. An issue of warning has been sent out to the body of Christ in the United States of America to turn and repent for this sin of pornography and the trade of all things sexual and perverse, including Hollywood films. God has given 40 days to stop porn or be destroyed in God's judgment. The scent of rot from the putrid wound in God's body is about to be amputated. Turn and be cleansed or be cut off. From the day of the sound of freedom, which never calls retreat, God is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Be swift, O soul, to answer him. Be jubilant your feet, for God is marching on. 40 days to turn and be cleansed. From the 4th of July to August 13th, clean up your families, clean up your churches, tell your neighbors and friends, this is the the end of the porn and sex industry. Everyone perpetuating the sin of pornography by consuming, distributing, or ministers not helping their congregation to fight against it are complicit in the direct sex trafficking of children before God Almighty Yahweh. The angel of death and destruction is being dispatched with an army of angels to carry out God's millstone judgment. Wow. You know, Tim Ballard has said that, um, and you know what? Can we play a video before we start Corey's video? We can. Can you bring up the Russell Brand video and cue it up to minute 4730? Yeah. Um, you guys, we're going to get to Corey's message, but this is all something that's connected. So Krista, Elijah, and Michelle and I have been getting this word on abolition. And the spirit and the mantle of the uh, abolitionists who went around decrying slavery, immediate emancipation. What's the minute? 50, 47? 47, yeah. Min, minute 47, 30 seconds. Okay. Um, there, the churches of America were very silent on, on, on um, slavery in the 1830s. Yeah. And there, if you guys don't know this, we had a first great awakening mm -hmm. in the early 1700s. And George Whitfield went around and he preached repentance. Um, there was Jonathan Edwards who preached a sermon called Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God. And it is said that he spoke the sermon. It was written down. Mm -hmm. 
and before his congregation didn't affect him. He went to another congregation. Everybody in that congregation started seeing visions of hell, started screaming and repenting. And then uh, in this um, first great awakening, George Whitfield would have 40,000 people coming horse and buggy to listen to his open air preaching. And during that time, uh, the most of the founding fathers were teenagers and young men. Right. And so they were actually kind of birthed and raised up in this first great awakening. And the first great awakening was about um, waking up the, the dead church right. and getting people to turn and repent from their sins, from their complicity of, of living. And it, you wonder, what could they be doing? In the 1700s, I don't know, but they were not—they were not walking in righteousness. Yeah. And the founding fathers were the ones that started to walk in righteousness and preach righteousness. And then we had a revolution, and we—the people were prepared for that. During the 1800s, it was the second Great Awakening. Mm -hmm. Charles Finney led that second Great Awakening. He was one of them. And there were preachers who went all up and down, and they were trying to up get up and down the East Coast. Up and down, well. And, and, and they could do Ohio and Pennsylvania, but they had a hard time cracking into the South. And Charles Finney, he actually had a prophecy. Come on that now. That said, um, if you, we ha I want desperately to change the hearts of men and women on slavery because I fear that if they do not repent and change their hearts on slavery, then, then it will end in bloodshed. Yep. Okay. And he was right. It did mm -hmm. 30 years later. Right. Right. Um, but there was a there was a group of of people here in Cincinnati. It's called Lane's Rebels, and it, they were part of a seminary. It only lasted a, a year or two, right here in Cincinnati. And they began to preach and teach abolition, immediate abolition. One of the guys who came here to Cincinnati, his name was Theodore Dwight Weld. He was converted and taught abolition under Charles Finney. Love it. And they had a two week debate. On whether there should be gradual emancipation of slaves or immediate emancipation of slaves. And at the end of it, all 70 students were, they became radical abolitionists to the point where the, those who were funding the college, the seminary mm -hmm. were upset. And they said, put the kibosh on it. That's too much, too much abolition speaking, um, too much abolition preaching. So they were kicked out and they left and they went to a college called Oberlin in Ohio. And they, and the, and the 70 students said, We'll only go if we get a certain person to be our dean. Yeah. And who was that certain person? Charles Finney. So you have these this this seminary that's actually birthed in the spirit of abolition, Come knowing on. that people are made in the image of God, in the righteous image of God. And so here in Cincinnati, we have the Underground Railroad. And it was the end of the Underground Railroad. It represented freedom. Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe uh, went over to Kentucky and for the first time she saw a slave being sold on a slave block and it led her and her brother uh, to create um, to become ardent abolitionists and and they were they was publishing right here in Cincinnati because you couldn't have publishing abolition publishing in the south so it was here in Cincinnati and they'd send it to try to wake people up and finally Harriet Beecher Stowe wrote Uncle Tong's Cabin and that sold uh, 10,000 copies and then it, it ended up selling like 10 million copies or something you guys can quote me on that in the first year and Abraham Lincoln said is this the little, little woman that started the great war now, we don't want war. No. And God has spoken to us that if we get out there and we preach and we change the hearts of men and women, we can dry up any desire for this pornography, but the film, for the sex trafficking. The, film, the Sound of Freedom, is literally the Uncle Tom's Cabin yes. of right now. For not just, guys, get hear me loud and clear on this. 
not just for sex trafficking. I want you to do a word translation in your mind. Every time you hear sex trafficking, you think porn industry. Every time you think porn industry, you think sex trafficking. They are ear, they are um, irredeemably like tied together. You cannot separate the two. They mean the exact same thing. And you don't just take our word for it. Jim Caviezel says it. Tim Ballard says it. Now, we're going to get to Corey Gray's video tonight. And like Lee and I said, you're not allowed to look away. You're not allowed to not watch it. Everyone needs to finish this video. Video. If you start it, you got to finish it. Why? Because now is the time. Now is the hour. Everyone keeps asking us, how is it that Klaus Schwab keeps advancing? How is it that the World Economic Forum is doing this and all this? And how come the church isn't winning? Corey Gray's message. So let me tell you how um, and how we fix it. I want to read this. Pornography is in and of itself a form of sex trafficking. There are multiple organizations such as the Salvation Army that believe due to the exploitive nature of the industry, pornography is also a form of sex trafficking. Interviews with women who spent time in the pornography industry are almost identical to the stories of sex trafficking victims. One interviewee explained, "I, I came home bruised. And sometimes, this is a porn girl, and sometimes a little bloody from the rough scenes. I shot scenes where they slapped me, and they spit on me, and they called me horrible things. A recent report that held interviews with 854 women in prostitution in nine countries made it clear that pornography is integral to, por to prostitution. In every country, almost half of the respondents said that they were forced to make pornography while enslaved in sex trafficking. Wow. So if men are watching the pornography, yeah. they're most likely, almost guaranteed to be watching sex trafficking. 100%. And so we were talking about this with Corey. And if men, men are watching this movie, Sound of Freedom, thank you, Jesus. And their hearts and their bodies are all being... One, they're sickened by it. Yes. So how, how do I stop it? Well, 80% of men watch pornography. If you turned off that pornography, you there would be nothing to feed the beast. Come on. They there would consumers. be no demand. If all these men stopped watching it, there'd be no demand for it. Yeah. And, and that's it. And it's over. Right. And so now, Leah, you said something really interesting. You're like, you know, there's a difference between like, and Corey was saying this in our messages back and forth today. There's a difference between something like an addiction that you are really struggle stopping. Right. But like, if you were raping women, you would, you would need to do everything in your power to stop raping or them. Or somebody like, would, you would need someone to, need stop to arrest you. you or stop you. Like you need to turn yourself in. It's so you can. dangerous. It is so bad that like husbands, Throw away, our uncle has a very nice flip phone. Throw away your smartphone. Stop, if, if, you're, if your work requires computers, you need to start praying to God to get you another job. I don't care if you're a computer analyst. You need to be out of that industry so that all you do is farm all day, okay? Wives, you need to help your husbands be get Here's rid of okay. all this stuff. Like, it's okay to live without the internet. And if you need the internet, you can go to, to the, the library. library. And guess what? The library blocks it. Yeah. If you need to do something on the internet, you got to go to the library. I don't care if your wife has to babysit you while you're on the computer and that, and you both co-share your job, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, these are the things that you, this is how serious it's it actually, is. And it's pretty simple. It's Pornography comes through the internet. Exactly. Okay. Most so people are not shut, stopping by Hustler. If you shut off the internet, you're not going to access All pornography. Right. So let's, let's, what, do you want to finish reading that? No, we're good. Let's play the uh, Jim Caviezel clip and then we'll play Corey. All right. Let's do this here. Oh, we got cloud heads. There we go. 
You ready? Okay. Oh, is it muted? It's muted. Hang on. Oh, poor Jim Sufrizel. They got him. Years have shown me that things that start off as conspiracy theories end up being verified. Um, and I, pr I pray to God that this is not something that that um, gets further verification. Tim, I want to say, mate, that obviously you've gone into areas that most people aren't willing to confront. Most everybody, of course, is opposed to exploitation and violence or right minded, sane and awakened people, of course. Um, but most of us haven't experienced the uh, jagged end of this type of cruelty. It seems that uh, Jim has it's been difficult for Jim just sort of playing you and and going through the process of promoting this film. What kind of uh, burden and scars are you carrying or do you feel enriched and empowered by the success of the work more than you feel traumatized by the dark side of it? Um, I, it's a it's a mixed bag, you know, it depends on the day. Uh, I have a million holes in my brain. You, you can't watch thousands of hours of, of small children being sexually assaulted um, without having some some pretty serious damage. Again, there's a reason I asked Jim to play me um, because that spiritual side is the only way, in, the only place I have found healing. You know, a really cool story. Jim didn't know this. He ad-libbed my favorite line into the movie. He didn't know that was my line for life, my line for my operations. Uh, when I'm going into dark places, such that you see depicted in the film, there's a line from the scripture I read to myself over and over again. It's where Jesus stands on little children. It's the only time perhaps in the Bible where he truly gets violent, even mafioso violent in his language, because he says, I think we don't, I think we, we kind of pass by this too quickly sometimes when we read the Bible. He says that it's better that a millstone be hung about your neck and you tossed to the bottom of the sea than that you should hurt one of these little children. I mean, that is, it's Jesus, so it's righteous, but it's, it's also mafioso. It's like cement shoes kind of stuff, right? Like, this is what the mafia does to people when they, when they cross them. Well, this is what Jesus is going to do to you if you cross these little children. That was important to me because I say to myself when I'm going into dark places, I'm scared. Don't get me. You're going to watch that movie and think I'm some brave guy. I'm no braver than the next guy. I'm scared to death going into these undercover situations where my life's on the line. But I say to myself, Jesus is violently on my side. <laughs> wow. And that means I can have faith that I can, I can be violently on his <laughs> side and we're going to be okay. Uh, and so in the movie, there's a scene. It's, it's, a, it's a real scene in a cafe where we arrest this pedophile um, in the film. His name is Oshensky. And uh, Jim leans over and, and, and ad-libs a line that's not in the script. And he didn't know what, this was my go-to line. He, 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 he looks at the pedophile moments before he's about to be arrested. And he says to him, better that a millstone be hung about your neck and you toss it to the bottom of the sea than you should hurt one of these little ones. And the actor who did a phenomenal job, he didn't know what to do because, I mean, Jim's ad-libbing this line. And it's, it, it seems out of context for a, mil, for a millisecond. And then two seconds later, you realize what Jim's doing. You realize what the actor, Jim, is doing, trying to depict me, sending a message to this sick, sick person before he goes down. And that is why Jim Caviezel had to play me. Because that's, to answer your question, that's how I heal. I only heal. I, can, I heal during the operation. During the, the, the dark moments, I've already begun my process of healing because I, I, I bring Jesus and all that Jesus brings and, and redemptive power from, from the get-go. So both of you are able to endure these experiences and render them through your connection to a 
gangster Christ. Christ <laughs> that's willing to take it to the dark places. This is not the Jesus peacefully with the lamb. This is the Jesus with the money lenders. This is the Jesus with the millstones. So like uh, that's pretty um, serendipitous and synchronous, uh, Jim, that you were able to come up with that line. It's pretty plain that your Christianity directs you as an actor and as a man. How did you bring that to bear on this part, and in particular in that scene? Well, if you go back to the Passion of the Christ, um, our um, makeup artists, Christian Tinsley and uh, Keith Vanderlyn, they were um, showing, uh, Mel Gibson was showing the, um, uh, the Shroud of Turin, and it, and it had, when they showed it and put it up on a, uh, kind of light that could come through it. You could see all of the um, track lines in it, the um, cat of nine tails, the whips they used on him. And um, immediately both of them believed that this was real. And then I said, why are you making such a big deal of it? And they said, well, look at his face. There's such a piece to it. And then they pulled, I um, said, I don't understand. They, and they pulled this out and you see this picture, this, um, th th this is how all of the bodies they use from people that have been decapitated, murdered or anything. And the way that they, when a person dies, the face is frozen in that, um, horrible look. And you, you see the face of, of Jesus on that. You see, um, does this look like a criminal? No. When I was doing the, so I, I, the the work that I was going to do on this, I had to go to those depths because when people watch it in the, the theater, they have an, a personal experience with something internal inside of them. And there was no different than when I was with Tim and I had to go to the places. So I, I met with Tim originally and then he was busy. I went over uh, to Utah and got to see his his whole uh, place where he works and, and uh, his men and everything. And then I went to other agents that I've known for many years that I went through and started researching all of this stuff. And uh, you couldn't um, look at this stuff without having some protection in your soul. But what drove me uh, more than anything was um, my own children and possibly losing them. And so that weaponized me, that uh, made me the, obviously, as you say, the, the Jesus that was a, going to be a bit of a thumper in this one. And uh, so um, I was, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, even thinking about it right now, um, it just, I think the children and seeing um, that uh, it, it, it's different than a, an adult watching something that's older, but it relates to Jesus because he was the most innocent there ever was. And the children are the closest to that. Okay. Yes, I've heard it. You, you can stop that because Jesus is the in most innocent that there ever was and children are the closest to that. So when you recognize that adults watching quote unquote adult pornography, most of the time, those girls are not 18 adults. or older. 
And is an 18 year old really an adult anyway? I mean, come on. Like in that, exactly. in that situation, who knows, maybe they started it when they were 10 or, or 14. And then it's like, they've just been stuck in that perpetual, what she becomes legal now that she's 18. Yeah. And so a lot of these, a lot of these kids are pulled into it as children right? and stuck their whole lives and it's recorded and it's put online and it goes to the dark web, but it's also on the regular internet. It's on the, um, the porn hubs and things like that. And then it's created another industry, this only fans industry, which we're going to talk about with Andrew Tate and, and men grooming women into that. And then women are now have lost all respect for themselves and are trying to make money on this. But if there's no one buying it, the women aren't going to sell it. Okay. You know, I, I, I did a video today on, I've been trying to do more reels to, to let you guys know what God's put on our heart lately. And so I did a reel today about this and it's, it's a, it's a call out for men who, if you are captive to pornography, I am not going to condemn you. No one is standing here condemning you. You know what I'm asking you to do? Please speak out about it. Mm -hmm. Please speak out about it. And stop with this idea that just because you struggle with it, you don't have the right to speak. As a matter of fact, you have more right to speak than anybody because this entire push of pornography is an attack to break down men. So you need to view yourself as, as a warrior, attack. as someone under attack. And the way you attack back, the way that you fight back is to stand up and call it out. The greatest weapon that you have to stop it is to speak it out and to not, there is now no, for, no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But I'm telling you something with this declaration that I have given with this prophecy that came from the prophecy that Corey Gray gave of 40 days. Within these 40 days, if you do not become a man that speaks out about this, especially if you are a minister, you are culpable of the exact thing that Tim Ballard has spent his lifetime fighting against, and that is sex trafficking towards children. We need the men to speak out about this. There needs to be a resurgence. We need a renaissance. We need something brand new that has never been seen before. Because what has happened right now in the body of Christ is a crippling of men with the, with Satan whispering in your ear. Well, you can't talk about this. You're just stuck. You're you you you're addicted to it. You struggle with this, so you can't speak out about it. Stop it. That's a lie from Satan. The stuff done with kids doesn't start with people who are, are, were born pedophiles. Exactly. It starts with men who start looking at pornography and then every single guy will tell you, uh, it goes deeper and, and darker deeper. and yeah. deeper and darker. And there's a really cool website called, uh, fight, fight the, the new, new drug. drug. And, um, I forget the guy's name on there. He's, he's not even, he doesn't do it Christian wise either at all. He just does the physiological. But, we, but that's why I'm glad Corey has come on board. Serge is on board. Jason's on board. Rob is on board. We have men of God on board that are going to give you answers that even fight, the, fight the new drug is great. Go there to get all your stats. But it gives you really great stats to know that 100%. It's, you're, it turns you violent. It does. It turns you violent against women and children. There are facts behind this that will literally blow your mind. Now, Corey's going to give us some of those tonight, but this is not not the last is, that we're going to do again. This. this is just the beginning. We are not stopping. We are not relenting. We are not giving up on this. This is something that's going to move forward. Now, I want to highlight something that Corey said to us in a private message with the fellas. Um, but this is really, really important. And it like literally blew my mind. When you look at a woman to lust after her, this is the scripture that he's going to get into in the show tonight. 
When you look after a woman to lust, you have committed adultery in your heart. When it comes to these pornographic images, they are rape. And Corey says something that literally blew my mind and could only have come from the throne room of heaven to reveal this to him because he is not addicted to pornography. And I don't think he's ever had an addiction to pornography. Right. So only God could have revealed this to him. Your head knows the difference of what you're looking at, but your heart doesn't. So your heart is raping these women. Your heart and is children this, and, and young children. Women. You need to know that your head may know the difference, but your heart does not know the difference and your soul doesn't know the difference. This is, and it blew my mind when he said that. And so I'm really looking forward to having him on the show to expound on the things that God is showing him by the Holy Spirit. Do you have anything else you want to add, Leah? Are we going to no, come at the end or this will be it? This will be it. So we're going to, and Corey's going to end it. You but can't leave. You're not allowed to leave. You have to watch, literally, leave now. No, don't leave. But I, I do feel like I want to just stay. pray. 100%. God, I just thank you so much for this video that Corey's made. I thank you for men that are rising yes, up. And you, I pray Jesus. that this video goes far Protect and wide. Protect the men rising up. That uh, women are able to, to uh, take their husbands to go see The Sound of Freedom. Yes. And they can watch this video with Corey. And even if they just start with the Corey part, maybe this part for the wives and just start with the Corey part for their husbands and just say please watch this because I know you're watching pornography and I know you don't want to see these kids abused so if you could see that you're funding the beast that's mm. that's actually feeding the children to the fire wow. by watching the pornography then you'll know how dangerous it is and you'll stop it please watch the video with Corey please watch the, the movie Sound of Freedom and I pray Father God that you set women and children and, and, yes. and especially um, those who are, are in, in, in it right now and being hurt daily, um, even hourly. I just plead the blood of Jesus over these victims that you set them free. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And I pray, Father God, Freedom. for a revival. Indeed. And all these men will wake up and it will be like poop covered food. And they'll be like, of course, I'm not going to eat that. They will wake that up you as give them the smell. Super. You give them the smell and the scent of the rancor. Mm. And so we have a scent of smell to know don't touch. When somebody pukes, it smells awful and nobody would eat that, but a dog does. And so I pray, Father God, that you give them the wow. smell that puke is awful and you would never never eat it but you would clean it up whoa and come so on. i pray that these men would smell the the, the, the vileness of, of the poop that is pornography and smell the vileness that is a putrid um uh um uh, boil on their back and they would say we have to get rid of this boil we, we have, have to, to clean, clean up the up. puke and we got to clean up this this dog poop and we're going to throw it away we're not going to step in it we're not going to play in it anymore and when their senses are all um sensitive to the holy yes. spirit then you're not fighting it i don't have to fight not to eat puke I'm not addicted to Come eating on. puke because wow. it smells awful and it's disgusting. And so when a man of God is sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he doesn't have to fight an image. He knows that that's puke. He would never touch it. He would never taste it. He would never want to be part of it because it's repulsive to his senses. So I pray, Father God, that as they watch this video, that you you heighten their senses so they can touch, taste, and smell with the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, we just set every victim free and your mind's free. If you're watching right now, men, we loose you from the bondage that is on your mind and right now i just pray father god that your senses will be heightened so that you can sense something so wow. you don't have to fight it but you will fight it because a whole group of people are trying to eat puke and you're going to pull them out and say hey brother that's puke you know that right let me pray for you so you can smell it in jesus name amen god says that this is a prophetic word for all the men that have been plagued and captive to the to pornography who come out of it in this season are going to be given a double 
portion of a warrior and manly spirit and you watch, everything about you will change. Your mannerisms, the way you look, the way that you walk, what the you do, your job, with you. the way that people view they you. They will respect you. you be, I'm telling you, there's a double portion anointing for coming out of this right now in this season. There is a spe there is a special grace period of, of, of grace. Yes. And then the, what every man wants is respect. And when you start to fight sex trafficking and pornography, the whole world will respect you. Wow. If you want to be respectable, you stop, you I'm start fighting you, pornography. It is literally, you have the opportunity to get in on I'm, every man that I have seen speaking out against Andrew Tate, speaking out against pornography and sex trafficking. They go up 10 million notches in my book. And I mean, just like rapid advancement. Yeah, yeah. If you want rapid advancement in the movement that God is doing right now for people, especially women looking at you going, that is a righteous man of God. It's the rare one standing up and speaking out about this. I'm telling you instantaneously, you will be taken to and not just a battlefield commission of being a general, but but literally the the leader of armies. Yeah, God will take you before uh, priests and kings. Uh, you're going to raise up in the body of Christ. D. Wilson Jr. 84 says, keep me in your prayers. I am telling you, if you are one of the people that's out there that's struggling, you're going to listen to Corey's message and you are going to feel empowered. But let me tell you guys something and listen to me loud and clear on this. The number one and two ways that you will get set free from this is surrendering your life wholly to God, submitting to God and resist the devil. He will flee. And number two is doing things actively in your life to redirect the manliness that God has created you to be. Men were created to farm. Men are created to butcher animals. They're created to raise animals. They're created to raise uh, to, to raise up buildings, to build barns. They are created to do man stuff. And so if you want to get set free from pornography, you put down the cell phone, you put down the computer and you start building stuff. You start planting stuff. You ask God to help you buy land. You start raising animals. You learn how to butcher those animals. And I can guarantee stinking to you when you do those things, you submit to God, you resist the devil and he will flee. And you start activating the manliness that God created men to be, to do the things that men are created to do. Porn addiction will fall away like so that. So to D uh, Wilson right now, I want you to lift your hands up in your bedroom. Father God, I rebuke Satan and the hold on his mind and body and spirit. I send you back to the pit of hell. Yes. These lies from the enemy will not plague you anymore. I pray, Father God, that this man of God will rise up to love you and to serve you and, and to bless you if this is a man. I just pray, Father God, that there will be a, a healing in this house. I want you to, to anoint your computer with oil. Mm. I want you to anoint every window and door. And I want you to rebuke Satan and not allow him to... I want you to repent and say, Jesus, this is your house. You, If you want to go to watch any of that stuff, you turn on the praise music. That's right. You start dancing. Yes. And you know what you do? You spend your hours, if you're going to have the internet, looking on Fight the New Drug. Sex trafficking statistics. Do all the research that you can. The complete opposite. The, what you're going to be doing online is the research of how bad pornography is. Exactly. That is what you are going to do to get you set join free from this. the Underground Railroad. Yes. Come on. It's the it's the Underground. What is it Operation called? Operation Underground. Railroad. Operation Underground Railroad. You start giving them money. Yes. Every month, and you join. You can join there as a volunteer. 
And you go on the offense. Yes, that's right. Go because on, you've been you'll playing defense. Yes. You become a volunteer, and you're going to start speaking out against it. And to when you recognize you know, it and you start speaking out against it, it will immediately it set power. you free. But tonight, right now, I declare you free in the name of Jesus. Yes. I want you to run around. I want you to dance. Mm -hmm. I want you to start saying, I am free in the, name yes, of Jesus. in the name of Jesus. I don't see these images. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you wipe the images from his Clean. mind. Yeah. Any sort of desires to be wiped right and now in the name of Jesus. any demonic forces and powers that are in or on you right now in the name of Jesus. You are delivered in the name of Jesus. You are loosed in the name of Jesus. You are free in the name of Jesus. And we send that demon that has been tormenting you, multiple ones, to the lake of fire, never to return to torment anyone else in the name of Jesus. Because we need to understand something, guys. Amen. When you entertain pornography, you are literally dancing sexually with demons. And you are not only doing that yourself, but you are you are allowing them into your life and into your home. So if you have children in that home, your children will then be plagued by these demons that you have opened the door through the computer screen. And read the book of Proverbs. Yes. He says, run. So I want you to do a couple one things. every single day. Number one, you're going to anoint your computer. You're going to anoint your house. You're going to rebuke Satan and you're going to renounce any doors. You're going to renounce any doors that you've opened in Jesus name. Yeah. Okay. Amen. All right. You're going to renounce you. any doors you've opened. And then what you're going to do is read the book of Proverbs over and over and over again, because it's basically a book on Take one provision. proverb every day. There's 31. You can read one every day and of you the declare, month. D. Wilson is a man of God. Righteous man I of God. fight for women and children. That's right. I don't I don't take advantage of them. I see them with the eyes of God. And you start to decree and declare and you decree and declare and the anointing comes on. So I speak over you. You're a man of God. You yes. protect women and children. You're a you're a valiant knight. Your mind is chivalry pure is in, in your home. Your mind is pure. You are free. The glory of God flows through your bones. Your hands have healing. Yes. These hands are for healing the nations. Come and on. you just say you look at these hands and say Jesus I dedicate my hands to you. Jesus, I dedicate my sexuality to you. Jesus, I dedicate my life to you. And you say, these hands are healing hands. These hands are healing hands. Nothing is going to happen with these hands unless they have this anointing and the power of God and the electricity of the Holy Ghost is going to flow through you right now in Jesus' name. The glory of God. And you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You start speaking in tongues and you start casting out demons out of other people and yourself and your family. You start repenting to the people around you and watch how God begins to move in your life. You are a man of God. You are filled with the glory of God and great things are happening in your life life. Patriot Valerie, our mom says belligerent is the word that God gave her today. Belligerent means hostile or aggressive. Hmm. Pornography is belligerent against society and it is belligerent against the body of Christ and it is belligerent against the word of God. And we need to be belligerent against it. And we're going to roll Corey here now. All right. Don't leave because I'm the whole reason we did this show tonight is to give you guys this message. This is going to empower you and it is going to change everything. Now, you don't have to share this video that Leah and I have done. You can go and subscribe to Corey's Kingdom Business Lifestyle and the Kingdom Roundtable pages and then share that video. If you want to just share Corey's message by itself out to everybody that you know, Kingdom Business Lifestyle, you the it's the number one video right there. All right, you guys, without further ado, let's rock and roll. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Kingdom Broadcast, Kingdom Business Lifestyle broadcast we have a podcast as well um, but welcome guys i have some things to share with you all that was revealed to me very strongly by god and uh i was unaware or maybe i was aware but i didn't realize the statistics of people addicted to porn in the usa in canada around the world um, this isn't a fun conversation but um the stats are pretty bad okay uh they say 50 percent of pastors are addicted to porn it's saying that upwards of 20, like the whole generation of 18 to 30 year olds are not having sex. It went from 10% in 
last year, over the last decade, it was 10%, and it jumped in a year or two to 28%. So this is a big problem, but not just because of that, guys. I need to explain to you. So anyways, let me let me tell you how God revealed this to me. I put stop porn or be destroyed. God is upset about a few things, all right? And I'm going to prove it today. God judged Sodom and Gomorrah. He was going to judge Nineveh through Noah for their immorality. Call. Do that here. I got to leave uh, my call open because we are building. It'd be good to have on here. Um, we are actually building a structure right now for my wife's business. So I have builders and my wife and everybody. So if I have to come back and do this later, that's how it'll be. But what's up, Rob? We are on Rumble, also on Facebook for this. And so I titled it Stop Porn or Be Destroyed. All right, I'm going to prove to you that God sees porn as adultery. He has destroyed nations for that. The other thing is false prophets who prophesy thus says the Lord, and they're prophesying their own imaginations they didn't hear from God. The other thing, third thing, is people mocking God's true messengers, God's true prophets and apostles. There are three key things here we're going to talk about, but the first thing we got to get right, I'm telling you, God told me, it, you need to repent in America for porn. You need to repent. You guys are wanting to fight child trafficking, but you're funding the same people who are doing it. It's like trying to fight yourself, okay? I know you don't see the direct connection and maybe you've justified it, but I have to say this, I have to be strong with this. The United States of America is under judgment because of porn in those other two areas. But if you don't get the first area right, the other two, I mean, this is a sad thing, guys. People say, Corey, you always talk about God is blessing the nations, not destroying the nations. Yeah, we well, had to upgrade my way of thinking. I said, God isn't in the business of destroying nations. He's in the business of blessing nations. When America is spreading sexual immorality and infecting other nations, Biden actually, one of the first executive orders he had was to promote LGBTQ plus globally. That means take taxpayer money and fund marketing campaigns for LGBTQ globally. I saw that, right? When we stepped into office, one of the first things. And they said to promote it. Promote is marketing. I'm a, I'm, I do digital marketing for local businesses. And so I, I then realized God had destroyed Sodom. And then we're going to read a part in Jeremiah. God said, this is what you are to speak over the USA. He also showed me Canada is under the same thing. And when 70% of a population is committing adultery, you may not think porn is adultery, but Jesus does. Jesus does. God does. So it's not what you think. It's what God thinks, right? And it's like the people that came to Jesus, they said, you know, we did miracles. We prophesied in your name. He said, why do you call, call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I say. And, and, and what we're going to read, you're going to see these people thought they were doing right. They thought they were prophesying in the name of the Lord. It was their imaginations. They thought they were good. So you guys think you're good in America. Let me ask you this. Why is your prayers for mine too, right? I'm here in Nicaragua praying for America for, you know, all this evil to be crushed off America. Why isn't it working? Why is there a drought in America for the second year? Probably going to lose the whole harvests, probably get 20% of the harvest of corn, wheat, and soybeans, some of our major exports, probably get 20% of the harvest, if lucky, because of the current drought in the USA. That's a sign of God's judgment on the land. The other sign is poison water. I will give them poison water to drink because of their false prophecies and adultery and lies. Is the water clear? How's the water in America? Okay. 
Why is this tyranny not breaking off? Because America is addicted to porn and that's got to stop. And, you know, these, and so I'm going to share some things with you and then we're going to get into the word that God gave me. You guys, you know, a lot of people out there, they say they care so much about their nation and they care about their children's future. If you really do, you have to stop porn. You have to stop. This is the call. And God actually, it's unfortunate. I didn't want to have to say this, but he says you have 40 days, America. People say God doesn't give words like that anymore. Well, you can do what you want with it and, and keep on with it if you want, but it's got to stop today because you're spreading it to your kids and God doesn't allow those nations to thrive. God doesn't allow those nations to stay around, right? So let's go ahead. I, I have to be serious about this because it's a serious deal. You guys want to destroy BlackRock and World Economic Forum and child trafficking. You got to destroy your addiction to porn, man. And it's not an addiction. It's misplaced focus. Instead of looking at stuff like that, pick up the word of God, get a Bible, get a book, go through one of my videos, training on the word, like focus on something else of the kingdom of God. Okay. So guys, I need everyone to share this. You got to help. Like if you want your nation to be fixed and, and, and like, you don't want to have to be like lot and actually escape destruction. I'm not playing. I, I, I didn't want to bring this out. <laughs> I didn't want to guys. Um, because I know how, because this is a big deal when people either accept what God says or reject what God says through his prophets, um, through his prophetic messages. So anyways, let's go ahead and, uh, I want to, let me, let me think, Lord, how you want me to do this? All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and show you some stats first, and then I'm gonna show you the scriptures. If you've made it this far, I beseech you watch the rest. I command you watch the rest. All right. And I know you're not used to ministers talking like that because you're not used to real pastors that lead people into the promised land. You're used to pastors that manipulate you and make things sound nice. So you feel comfortable in adultery. So you feel comfortable in pornography. You know, I, uh, I'm going to tell the story. I was, I'm not gonna say names or anything. I was working with some guys in the USA. I got saved. I was working and I'm literally going, studying the word of God, exercising in the morning, making my breakfast, making my lunch, going to work all day going home, worshiping God, walking around, praising God, running, and then going to bed, then working again and uh, talking to my soon-to-be wife here in the USA. And uh, I remember I, I was at work and a minister, a child's minister, ministry of, of children, young men's ministry, um, and lots of young teenagers around him. And, and uh, anyway, so what happened was he said, we're all sinners. And I didn't really have full revelation that, you know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But now there's a, but now we have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus and we're not sinners anymore. So, but he said that to me, he said, you know, we're all sinners. And I'm like, no, I said, I'm not sinning. He said, everyone's sinning. I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. That would be a sin. I'm literally doing this each day. I'm not sinning. I said, then he got mad at me. I said, bro, I'm not sinning. I said, you're sinning. And <laughs> You know, his, and then they started talking about their problem with porn. And this was a long time ago, 10 years ago or something. And they all started talking about how they had this addiction to porn, everyone in the truck. And they were Christian, go to church every Sunday. I was amazed. And they're like, yeah, we're trying to work through it. I'm like, so you're actively watching porn and praising God and teaching people the Bible. Um, I was like, you don't try to stop. You stop it, guys. You redirect your energy, your focus. And so I'm going to prove to you guys that this is causing tremendous damage. 
actually, let's let me just share this screen here. Um, give me some comments when you get here. I know this is going to be like crickets because I know the stats. About 70% of y'all watching porn. I get it. All right. So it's going to be crickets probably. <laughs> but somebody's got to say it because y'all are under judgment of God. That's what it is. Why is Bill Gates allowed to loose mosquitoes and you guys pray and bind it and it doesn't stop it? Why doesn't it stop it, guys? We should be able to stop this stuff because there is sexual immorality and the prophets are lying to you. The pastors are lying to you about a rapture in the end times and they're mocking the true kingdom ministers. Do you think God allows that? Do you think God likes that? Do you think that's the culture of heaven? Do you think that's what he wants spread around the world? All right. So feel free to share this, guys. You need to share this. I'm telling you this. 40 days. You guys realized yesterday they confirmed they were sending F-16s to Ukraine. And the Department of Defense Minister of, of Russia actually said this is a nuclear threat. We don't know if those contain nuclear missiles or not. And in their war doctrine is... If there is a danger of nuclear threat, they strike first. Do you guys realize what's going on? Are you under Chinese mind control so much and under the control of porn and guilt that you don't realize your nation's about to get blown up? Do you not realize this? God said 40 days, all right? And I'm a little bit upset because I have family there. I grew up in America and I'm sitting outside watching you guys destroy yourself while running around doing missions and doing things, not realizing that the leadership is about to get y'all blown up. It's not a joke. And again, the proof is drought, poison water. The prayers aren't stopping the tyranny. It's only getting worse. The war in Ukraine didn't stop. Biden didn't stop sending missiles over there and, and all this stuff. It, it didn't stop. So let me, we'll, we'll get into the scripture because guess what? When a nation repents of this, immediately God saves it. Immediately. Immediately. Okay. That's the answer. The answer is repenting. Everyone's like, oh, if we will repent, God will heal our land. But you guys are repenting of the wrong things. Try repenting of adultery, repenting of, if you're a pastor, teaching your imaginations and what you've heard from other people rather than from the Lord, rapture, end of the planet, both are lies, leading people astray, God's children astray, to not live out their future desires, to not build families. Y'all are ruining people's lives, pastors, false prophets that didn't hear God, but says, thus says the Lord. And the other one, those of you who have mocked God's kingdom ministry, ministers, like myself, I've been mocked a whole bunch by saying there's no rapture almost daily. People think they're so high and mighty and arrogant and got it all figured out. Man, they don't know me. They don't know what I went through. They don't know how I learned this. They don't know my experiences with Jesus himself. And they're trying to support a doctrine that is anti-kingdom. It's against the message of Jesus. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Never did he say, I'm taking you off the earth in a rapture. He actually said, Father, I pray not that you take them off this earth but that you protect them from the evil one, that the meek inherit the earth. See, y'all don't know the promise of Abraham that we would possess the gates of our enemies and all nations will be blessed. You don't know the promise of Abraham. All you know is a fake lie and I can prove it wrong 150 different ways, all right? But you guys have your four scriptures. Oh, we're right. Okay, we'll see who's right because this judgment is against those who teach the rapture, teach it's the end of the world and lead God's children astray. Those who mock God's people, the adulterers. Let's go ahead and continue. Are you guys pressing share? You guys pressing share for me? Help get this out. I'm gonna give a minute. <sighs> Man, I feel the fire of God. He's angry, guys. He's angry. I didn't realize it. I didn't see it. Someone told me the other day that 90% of men are addicted to porn. I was like, no way. There's no way that's true. And uh, what I'm seeing is 70 to 80, but someone told me 90%. That's 90%. <laughs> 
Y'all think it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And I'm not trying to come at you like some holy dude better than everyone. I'm saying stop it. Okay? Stop it. It has to stop today. Not tomorrow. Not cutting yourself back. Weaning off of it. Serious? That's like someone saying, I'm weaning off of raping people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to only rape three people today instead of five. Like, dude, no. You're going to stop or you're going to be destroyed. Do you not get it? And God will deliver the righteous, those who did heed this one. He will deliver them out of destruction like Lot and his two daughters. He was the only Lot got out. No, Lot and his two daughters. And his wife looked back and turned to salt. See, people don't even read the Bible correctly, man. Y'all act like you know the Bible so well, but yet you condemn God's real kingdom ministers warning you, teaching you his true message because you want to stay blinded with your perversion. Well, the time is over. <laughs> like if you care about your future at all, about life at all, you got to stop this. Those three things. Those are the three things God said repent of. So I'm bringing it to you today. All right, let's go ahead. Take a breath. Let's read some stats here. All right. Let me know if you guys can see that. Hello, everyone watching. Nathan, what's up, man? Been a super long time. Lisa, how to everyone? I think I see Sarah on here. Who else? All right, guys. I bless you all. I love you all so much. That's why I'm here fired up, okay? Because I don't want the devil. God doesn't want the devil tricking you all into his culture and manifesting it in the streets, perverting the little kids. It's better to be tied to a millstone and dropped into the ocean than to pervert one of these little kids. Okay. Listen. All right. So it says, is this the one I was wanting to do? All right. So it says how porn is rewiring the brains of a generation. Um, okay. It's also putting them under judgment of God, but well, I want to get to this for the stats. And then I'm going to prove to you right here in Jeremiah 22, 23, Genesis 18, that that's what's going on in America. I could also prove it with uh, Malachi 3, that the devourer is devouring your land, obviously. And Deuteronomy 28, like America is operating under the curses, not the blessing. Some people are operating under the blessing though. The blessing isn't just based on a whole nation. It's based on your relationship with God and your repenting from evil and doing good, stopping doing evil. And a lot of people could stop doing evil if they just went and started doing something good. <laughs> Jesus said that to the Pharisees. He said, y'all are so worried about the outside of the cup, but inside you're full of greed and wickedness. Give gifts to the poor and everything will be clean for you. Go out and do good. <laughs> That's the theme of all of our kingdom roundtables. Holy Spirit's bringing out like a, a sub headline theme is give gifts to the poor, do good. And I'm gonna prove to you, man, you guys can turn America around in a second. I can't come in there and do it for you. I wish I could. That's what I'm talking to God about. And he said, you have to, you have to warn them. All right. You guys hear me on Facebook? Branson said, I read born again as Kings. Awesome. That's a good thing to focus on. It's got 150 scriptures in there. All right. And that uh, tells the story of God. See, a lot of people are, are, are lacking purpose. Okay. I get it. You're lacking purpose. You're lacking vision. You're going in circles. You don't know what to do with your life. So you chose something that is self-destructive. When you need to connect with the kingdom of God and his mission for earth, not the rapture. Dude, that's why the church is under so much stuff is because they are not teaching direction, kingdom direction, kingdom government. They're not teaching this stuff. They're not, te they're not teaching it. Yeah. Kingdom direction, kingdom government, not teaching it. So let's read this. It says, can sexlessness and erectile dysfunction really be growing phenomena among men in their 20s. Now, I actually had to look up erectile dysfunction. I've heard of that word before, but I actually didn't even know what it meant. Didn't care about it. I'm working good. Like, I, I didn't know what it meant. And uh, turns out, let's read it. That's the drought map. Where did I get it? Anyways, I, I'll tell you what it means. It means they can't maintain their strength to actually engage in reproduction. They can't 
yeah, I'm not going to go into details, but that's a pretty bad deal. Listen to the stats. Over the last decade, the percentage of men between the ages of 18 and 30 who reported not having sex in the preceding year exploded from 10% to 28%, right? Not that I'm advocating like going out and having sex, okay? By any means, you should be married and loving God and, and you guys should be having God first enter into covenant together and then procreate, okay? Um, but listen to this. It says in the three decades, this statistic has been kept. This is by far the most significant percentage increase. At an age when young men's sex drives are the highest, this generation of young men is having less sex than ever recorded. Again, this does not mean go out and have sex, all right? It means work hard at what God's telling you to do and wait for him to bring you your woman, your godly woman, your helper. Wait for him to bring her. We don't chase him down. God brought Eve to Adam. God brought me to my wife, but her to me. Got me all the way to Nicaragua. I saw her, boom, glory of God I saw on her. I said, man, God, that's an angel. But I said, I'm not gonna think about it because I didn't want my mind even lusting or getting a chance to lust. I said, I'm not thinking about God in my word. We started talking and we started talking about the word of God for eight months or so. And then God said, that's your wife. I said, wow, <laughs> will you marry me? Asked her the next day. She said, yes, now we have nine years. All right, listen. In three decades, let's read this. This generation of young men, less sex never recorded, but this doesn't mean that these men have no sexual desire. Oh. For a growing number of men alive these days in our pornified society, yeah, see, it's like Sodom. They actually are trying to promote sodomy. I saw that. I was like, um, you're promoting self-destruction? Man, for a growing number of men, and I saw this from an LGBTQ or what was it? It was the communist like global newspaper and they were rejoicing about how they got a bill sodomy approved in some latin america country they were rejoicing the communists rejoice about that okay they rejoice about no morality Karl marx says let's remove morality we remove religion get it okay so you guys want to be overcome by communists huh because the way to stop this is to stop this. Listen, um, so let's see here. It says the pornified, their sexual desire for real women is being replaced by a desire for images and fantasies. Researcher, sociologist, Dr. Mark Regeneris blames porn for this development. The quality of porn and masturbation may well have reached a level significant enough to satisfy many men such that the pursuit of real sex with real women seems no longer a benefit worth the cost of wooing. They may not declare virtual sex, great sex, but they conclude it's good enough. Okay, guys, come on. Use your energy for something else. We're not made to have sex every day, right? Scientists actually say that it should be once a month. Some of the oldest people on the planet were in this mountain country. And I remember hearing them say, what's your secret? And they say, they see that act as a sacred ritual and they do it very rarely. And they think that they believe that it helps them maintain longevity and vitality. But you guys are just going out there weekly, daily. They said 20% of men actually do this at work. Two out of 10, so if you line up 10 men, two of them are looking at porn while they're at work. Yeah, anyways, porn rewiring of the brain behind, um, let's see here, I wanna get some stats. Listen to this, all right. So this is called porn-induced erectile dysfunction. That means they watch porn so much that they can't get an erection with a real woman and have babies. Got it? And guess the percentage of this. It says the article reported that before internet porn, only 5% of men under 40 had erectile dysfunction. Today, 
33% of men under 40, oh my gosh, one third guys of men, one out of three men under 40 report some degree of erectile dysfunction. Surprisingly, it, this is an issue we're seeing more increasingly among teenagers, guys. In 2016, study of Canadian adolescents showed 45% admitted to problems with erectile dysfunction. Okay, so that's a huge deal. Where's the future if 45% of men can't have babies? And what does that mean for the females out there? Where does that put them, the women? Where does that put them, men? Okay, <laughs> I'll need a swift punch in the face, man. And God's not playing, dude. He's going to give you a swift punch in the face if you don't stop. I'm, I'm showing you today it's adultery. Look, right here. You have said, this is from the Bible, Matthew 5, 27. You have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, hold on. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body be thrown in hell. So y'all think you're good. We can't just think we're good because other people, oh, other people working through it. I'm in the, the, the club of addicts and we're talking about our problems. Other people have this problem too, so I must be good. No, you're not good, okay? And neither are they. You just stop it. By do and people say, oh, I'm addicted. Well, get addicted to something good, like eating healthy food or exercising or reading your word. What if instead of going to porn, you go to a preaching? Is that so hard? Dude, if it meant life or death of you and your descendants and your nation, do you think you could change your click? Hold on. I guess my batteries are going down on this thing and I'm cold in here. Fire inside, but I got my air on high. Didn't mean to do that. What's up? What's up, everyone? All right, we got a comment here. Okay. Rob says, hold on. Let me jump over here. I do want to get some comments in here, especially from Rob. I know me and Rob were talking about this. He got a word too. He's another apostle of God. He got a word too that, and his word probably was a little bit stronger than what I'm giving right now, maybe. Um, but anyways, regardless, God said 40 days. So y'all can heed, y'all can share this. I recommend you share this if you love your nation, all right? So let me fix all this stuff here. I got all this on so I can... All right, let me open the comments over here. And if you guys get any feedback or anything, just let me know. All right, well, let's mute that. Pause. Go work out when you feel the flesh rising. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Use that energy, dude, to get yourself strong. All right. Not weak. You're, you know, I don't want to get graphic or anything like that, but you're supposed to conserve your, your stuff until the time, not loose it everywhere. You understand? You're making yourself weak. Your testosterone is weak. The women see you as weak. They sense you as weak. That's why, <laughs> that's why you can't get a woman. I'll be real. That's why you can't get a woman because you're degrading your testosterone. That's why they can't get, that's why they have that ED problem because their testosterone isn't there, man. I'm not a scientist, but that's my guess. Rob says, it's definitely adultery. This is why we need to be led by the spirit of Christ. We need more grace to subdue our flesh and drive out the lust. We can do this. And so, man, I never had this addiction, all right? Um, but I know that addictions or habits can be stopped by replacing them with something healthy. Got it? So people say, oh, well, you haven't had it, so you don't understand. Well, I was addicted to drugs. I was addicted to women, all right, real ones. Um, but I'm not judging anyone. I'm not here to judge you guys. I'm here to say it's adultery. 
period. Like if, if there was cyanide in a glass of water, I said, Hey, that's going to kill you. Um, and your lineage, I would tell you because that's what it is, but you may say, Oh no, it's just water. No big deal. Dead. Okay. So I have to tell you, and I have to have to say it strong because it's my country and you guys want to see what's going on drought, current drought situation. This is where the majority of our wheat is grown in America. You guys see that? Let me jump over here. That's where the majority of our wheat, potatoes, soybean, Missouri, huge drought. That's where a lot of cattle is raised. Um, a lot of our exports come right from here. This is the, the plain lands. I think it even probably says it. The high plains, Midwest. This, I mean, if you ever drive through Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, it's farms. I'm from Missouri, right? Actually here. And I know there's a drought. I told everyone last year there was a drought. Corn was lost. That's a sign of the curse, man. Read Deuteronomy 28. It's not a sign of the blessing. <laughs> not the sign of the blessing that the devourer will be rebuked and not the fruit won't fall from your vine. Let's keep going real quick. Um, married couples. Wow. Married couples who watch porn are 318% more likely to have an affair, have an affair than porn free couples. All right, here it is. Then it says the porn pandemic is engulfing the Christian world as well. The Barna group discovered there's virtually no difference between the monthly porn use of Christian men or non-Christian men, 65% versus Christian men, 64%. Porn use is even worse among the younger generation. In 2019, the Freedom Fight conducted a survey of more than 30, yeah, listen to this, 1,300 practicing Christian college students from over 30 different campuses around the country. The men and women we surveyed were involved in a campus ministry and they considered their faith in Christ to be very important to them. Many of them, where did I go? Oh, scrolled the wrong way. Many of them were leaders in their ministries. What we found was alarming, 89. So there's that 90% that I heard. 89% of Christian men surveyed watched porn at least occasionally. 61% view it at least weekly. 24% watch porn daily or multiple times a day. And then it says 51% of these men said they were addicted to porn. These are our future Christian leaders, husbands, and fathers. Yeah, if they can even get an erection. Yep, you see what I'm saying? So 50% are addicted and 40% of that can't procreate. So you're down huge numbers of people. And then there's another addition where some people like the digital, digital and don't seek out women, don't seek to have a family. And then look at this. This is not just a guy's problem, women. Uh, and I, I heard that they, the women like to read porn because women have great imaginations. That's one of the blessings God gave women. My wife's sitting out there imagining something in my, on my house and I built it for her. So your imagination women is to birth things. And if you're imagining porn, you're probably going to birth adultery, like literal physical adultery in, in the flesh, not just, well, I mean, it's the same thing, same thing to God, but you'll probably get a divorce is what the stats say, I think it says like 50%. But anyway, so it says women, it's plaguing women in Christian colleges, though, though growing in Christ is very important to these young women and many of them are in leadership in their campus ministry, pornography remains a part of their life. 51% of this group watch porn at least occasionally. 70% of them either watch porn or had sexual hookup in the last 12 months. I don't know why that's in there. That, that That's kind of weird. But Regardless, 51%, and that's that that admit to it, guys. You think all of them admit to it? You see what I'm saying? So now listen. To compound pornography's persuasive, the easy out of porn surge during COVID-19 pandemic, the already unparalleled amount viewed increased by 12% in just the first three weeks of lockdown. 
The Christian porn problem is getting worse, not better. Our future Christian leaders, spouses, and parents are having their hearts and minds captured by porn, and the impact is devastating. You know, one of the rules of the communists to overthrow nations is sexualize the people, sexualize them, get them addicted to sex, all right? And why? Because then their minds are captured, and you're not going to attack tyranny. You're not going to form networks of people. You're not going to probably do ministry. You're not, I mean, I guess some do, but you're not going to be effective. You're going to feel guilt. You're not going to want to enter the presence of God. Like I've heard, anyways, it says right here, the Bible is clear. So obviously this is a, a biblical person. The Bible is clear when it says fleshly lusts wage war against the soul. Okay, guys, marriages, married couples with one spouse watching porn are two to three times more likely to divorce. All right, let's look at this other stuff I got here, Genesis. Um, here's some stats that you need to know. Um, I'll just read this. Porn addiction stats on porn. It says porn sites comprise 12% of the internet. A lot. 90% of children ages 8 to 16 have viewed porn. 90%. It's probably more now with TikTok. Man, TikTok. Everyone's like, you need to be on TikTok. And, and I said no for a long time. And then I finally got the app and I turned it on. And it was young girls shaking their butts in my area. Like, it was ridiculous. And so I turned it off. And I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? And so I did it on my computer, same thing. And I told one of my friends, and he's like, yeah, you've got to actually type in what you're interested in looking for, and then it will adapt to that. But by default, it was young teenagers shaking their butts. And so if a boy gets on TikTok and clicks one of those, it's going to show them that, sexualizing them. That's the and where did TikTok come out of? China. What's China want to do? Take over America with the communist model. It's not a joke. So, and God's just sitting back until y'all repent. We'll, we'll talk about that. Anyways, seventy percent of men ages eighteen to thirty-four visit porn site in a typical month. One in six women struggle with porn. We just saw there was more than that. Twenty-five percent of search engine requests for porn. Fifty percent of pastors regularly look at porn. Ten to fourteen billion spent annually. And then yeah, that's okay. There's one more here. What do we got? Um, there was the marriage one I wanted to show. There's the workplace one, 20%. All right, anyway, so we read the scripture, Matthew, but we're going to get into the word God gave me. I'm going to read these for you guys. If you have any thoughts, comment. Actually, it says we have 11 new comments here, so let me check those real quick. And... Uh, they have marketed porn to fleshly desires. We must kill it via sanctification. If you want to stay porn free, you must flee. Run as fast as you can, men and women. It's not a game. No, it's not a game. It's the cyanide thing, actually. And before, like, I think God was probably waiting for one of his ministers to actually catch the real root problem so that he could address it correctly and then confirm it like me and Another buddy, we, we talked about it. He confirmed with me about the pastor thing. God showed me, then spoke to me. And then the 40-day thing, I'm like, man, this, are you sure? <laughs> and uh, so, all right, let's go ahead and look at Jeremiah 22. I'm actually going to read this. If you got your Bible, I want you to read this. Now, a lot of people think the Old Testament doesn't apply to us. We're in a new covenant. But let me explain something about God. God never changes, okay? You can learn about God's nature from the Old Testament, his heart. His plan is all throughout it. All the promises are for us in Christ. Like, it's very important that you know the Old Testament and how God dealt with nations. So this is, um, actually, I wanted to do the living version. That's what I was reading this in. 
Living Bible. All right, let's go ahead and read. Read along with me. Let me make sure we are here. All right. Oh, we got two watching now on Rumble. Everybody disappeared. Yeah, I hope that people are not just shutting this off because <laughs> that would be a bad move. You guys need to hear that what I'm about to read because you probably never saw this before. Jeremiah 22. Then the Lord said to me, go over and speak directly to the king of Judah and say, listen to this message from God, O king of Judah. Sitting on David's throne. Let me fix this here. Sitting on David's throne and let your servants and your people listen too. the Lord says, be fair minded, do what is right. Help those in need of justice. Quit your evil deeds. Protect the rights of aliens and immigrants, orphans and widows. Stop murdering the innocent. Pause. So it says help. It says be fair minded. This is his simple solution to not being destroyed. It says, verse four. If you put an end to all these terrible deeds you are doing, then I will deliver this nation and once more give kings to sit on David's throne and there shall be prosperity for all. Now, let me, I want to read it here, or which, sorry, I wanted to read it in another version right there because it's pretty powerful to see. If we stop these things, this is what God does, all right? It's an immediate thing. Jeremiah 22. Yeah, listen to this. Verse four, for if you will indeed obey this word, then through the gates of this house shall enter kings who sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their servants and their people. If you will quit this stuff, God will send kings in that operate in the kingdom of God from the throne of David. The kings of God will come in and help the nation. Get it? All right. So and what did he ask? He says, be fair minded. Okay. Do what is right. Help those in need of justice. Quit your evil deeds. Protect the rights of aliens and immigrants, orphans and widows. Stop murdering the innocent. Everyone's on that one, though, which is good. Stop murdering the innocent. But it, you have to quit your evil deeds. And he didn't say, oh, go through a 12-step process. <laughs> he didn't say, go through recovery for two years. He says, quit it now. Then it says, but if you refuse, and there will, hold on, let me back up. He says, he will send these kings in on chariots, okay, and deliver the nation. I will deliver the nation. If you stop these things, see, people think, oh, if we just repent, then God will heal the land. Well, repenting means turning away from them, not just saying sorry and then continuing to do it. It says, it says, and then there shall be prosperity for all. You guys seeing that? All right. Wow. So a bunch of people dipped out when I started reading the scriptures. Y'all didn't want to hear it, huh? Okay. Well, that's, I'll have to pray for America, Lord. Oh, man. All right. So. Hopefully some of y'all just had to go to work and you come back, but all right, let's keep going. It says, for this is the Lord's message concerning the palace. You're as beloved to me as fruitful Gilead and the green forest of Lebanon, but I will destroy you and leave you deserted and uninhabited. I will call for a wrecking crew to bring out its tools to dismantle you. They will tear out all of your fine cedar beams and throw them on fire. Men of many nations will pass by the ruins of this city and say to one another, why did the Lord do it? Why did he destroy such a great nation? Let me check something here, guys. We are checking. I'm checking this real quick. Let me check something here, guys. All right. Got it. All right. It says, and the answer will be because the people living here forgot the Lord their God and violated his agreement with them, for they worshiped idols. 
Keep listening. Don't weep for the dead. Instead, weep for the captives led away, for they will never return to see their native land again. For the Lord says this about Jehoaz, who succeeded his father, King Josiah, and was taken away as captive. He shall die in a distant land and never again see his own country. And woe to you, King Jehoiakim, for you are building your palace with forced labor, not paying wages, you are building injustice into its walls. And now this is talking about a king, but it said, let the king and its people here, right? And oppression into its door frames and ceilings. You will say, I built, I build a magnificent palace with huge rooms and many windows, or I will build, sorry, paneled through out with fragrant cedar and painted a lovely red, but a beautiful palace does not make a great king. Why did your father Josiah reign so long? Because he was just and fair in all his deeds. That's why God blessed him. Read this part, guys. Read this part. My wife is calling. Give me one second. Let me check on her real quick. She has a natural soap business and uh, building a work area for her. Pretty excited about that. All right. She says she's good. She's just excited. She's looking at land. She's over there using her imagination for land. <laughs> That's why we own lands. Okay. Use your imagination for something better, guys. Bible says you, if you lay down your life, you will possess the meek inherit the earth, man. There's much cooler things out there than porn. Okay. All right. Let's keep reading. Let me check my screen here. All right. Listen to this. So why did Josiah reign so long? This is key because he was just and fair in his dealings. That is why God blessed him. Man, God does not ask for a lot. Don't do these few things and do these few things. Is it that hard? Come on, guys. And because so many people, I realize now, because 70% of these Christians are looking at porn, that's why I can't find help in ministry because they feel guilty and ashamed. That's what I think. Man, it's got to stop. We got to come together and work, guys. All right. Then it says this is, all right, look, he, Josiah reigned so long, he was fair and just in all his dealings. That's why God blessed him. He saw to it justice and help were given to the poor and needy and all went well for him. This is how a man lives close to God. If you want to know how to get close to God, this is how. But you are full of selfish greed and dishonesty. You murder the innocent, oppress the poor and reign with ruthlessness. All right. And then, uh, all right, we're almost done here. It says, therefore, this is God's decree of punishment against King Jehoiakim, who succeeded his father, Josiah, on the throne. His family will not weep for him when he dies. His subjects will not even care that he is dead. He shall be buried like a dead donkey, dragged out of Jerusalem and thrown on the garbage dump beyond the gate. Weep for your allies are gone. So this was a destruction on Jerusalem in Jeremiah's day. There was another destruction on Jerusalem because they did the same stuff in 70 AD. All right. So God has a track record of destroying nations that go down this path. And we're going to keep 23 is the main chapter I want to share with you guys, but I want you to see this as well, because this is how, this is the answer of how you get your nation saved. Stop doing evil, start doing good. Okay. All right. Therefore, yeah, dragged out like a donkey, thrown out like garbage. Weep for your allies are gone. Search for them in Lebanon, shout for them at Bashan, seek them at the fording points of Jordan. See, they are all destroyed. No one is left to help you. When you were prosperous, I warned you, but you replied, don't bother me. Since childhood, you have been that way. You won't listen. So God gave him a lot of, a lot of time since childhood, but you won't listen. I met some people like that. Talked to a guy last night. I said, man, stop teaching the rapture. He said, it's pretty clear. I said, pretty clear isn't what we preach. We preach what's clear. We preach what God says. 
and we're going to get to the false teachers. Anyone who is teaching a rapture is a false teacher, not called or ordained to teach or preach. If they're teaching it's the end of the planet, they're not called to teach or preach. They're preaching what they heard someone else say that was invented in the 1800s. Nobody believed a rapture before the 1800s. It was invented by John Darby and put into the Schofield Reference Bible in the 1800s, early 1900s. It was spread around the world. So they heard it from a demon worshiper. Got it? And we're going to talk about that. It talks about those exact same people. The people prophesying, saying the Lord says when they're really getting their messages from each other, not the Lord. All right. It says, very nice to live graciously in a beautiful palace among the cedars of Lebanon, but soon you'll cry and groan in anguish as a woman in labor. All right. And you guys can read the last part. As for, I'll read it. As for Coniah, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, even if you were the signet ring on my right hand, I would pull you off and give you to those who seek to kill you. You see? And what was he doing? Not listening to God and not helping and doing evil. All right. Of whom you are so desperately afraid to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon and his mighty army. I will throw you and your mother out of this country and you shall die in a foreign land and you'll never again return to the land of your desire. This man, Coniah, is like a discarded broken dish. He and his children will be exiled to distant lands. Oh, earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. The Lord says, record this man, Coniah, as childless, for none of his children shall ever sit upon the throne of David or rule in Judah. His life will amount to nothing. All right, so let's go ahead and get to this one. All right, sorry about that, guys. Pushed the wrong button. And if you guys are on Facebook or whatever watching, you can go to Rumble Kingdom Business Lifestyle and actually watch the scriptures instead of on my phone down there. All right, so we're at 23, Jeremiah 23. How many of y'all ever read Jeremiah, by the way? Let me, let me check some comments, see how you guys are doing. And check in. Sarah says, give your mind over to Holy Spirit. Let him take control over your thinking. He will be the light to the truth. Good word, Sarah. Robert says, wow. Rob says 318% is wow. That's the percentage of increase of divorce. Guys, we don't divorce. Divorce isn't an option, okay? It's not an option. It's for weak men and women who give up. You think you can do ministry? Don't give up. If you've already divorced, then don't do it again. Don't give up, all right? Trust God and he'll make it right. All right, listen. People say you don't understand. You know, here in Nicaragua, there's probably a 1% divorce rate. Serious, right? In America, 50%. What's that about? What's the difference? Oh, uh, yeah. The men here don't give up. The women here don't give up on each other. And it's it's not seen as good, someone who is divorced. They feel like their life is actually over. Nobody will want them anymore because no one gives up on each other here. So it's really hard for them to find someone else because all the men are married and faithful and stay with their woman. Maybe they're not all faithful, but they if they have a problem, I see that they don't give up on each other. It's not an option. All right. Jeremiah 23. Let's see here. Listen to this, guys. Very important. I'm going to put this out on its own. This is something that the, the pastors out there need to understand. This is something the leaders, the prophets, the apostles, anyone who is trying to lead God's church, this is for you. And uh, for those of you who decide to criticize God's ministers and you do it incorrectly, this is also for you. Because you may not have discernment to be judging them the way you're judging them. So you shouldn't judge. That's why Jesus says, judge not and you'll be, and you won't be judged. The same measure you judge, the same measure will be judged upon you. So let's go ahead and read 23. It says, I will send disaster upon the leaders of my people 
the shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were to care for. Instead of leading my flock to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to destruction. And now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. And I will gather together the remnant of my flock from wherever I have sent them and bring them back into their own fold. And they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will appoint responsible shepherds to care for them. And they shall not need to be afraid again. All of them shall be accounted for continually. Okay. God's removing the bad shepherds that feed off the sheep rather than feed my sheep. Jesus said, you said feed my sheep, not feed off my sheep. Right. Anyway. Yeah, I could go on on that for a while. But anyway, it says for the time is coming. And this is talking about Jesus. For the time is coming. Prophecy of Jesus right here in Jeremiah, guys. That's actually a big deal. For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will place a righteous branch upon King David's throne, he shall be a king who shall rule with wisdom and justice and cause righteousness to prevail everywhere throughout the earth. And this is his name, the Lord, our righteousness. At that time, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in peace. All right. And yeah, this was supposed to continue throughout. But the, the people, like just what the first covenant God found fault with the people, well, guess what? There's still fault with the people. They didn't understand Jesus's message. And the ones who were sent to give the correct message, they were called names. They were shunned. Now, how dare you teach us this message of dominion? How dare you teach us it's not the end of the world? How dare you teach us the rapture is a lie? Right? I know many of y'all call me names for years. Okay? So listen. And not you guys directly. I'm sure if you're watching, you didn't do it. But anyways, listen. So in that day, people will no longer say when taking an oath, as the Lord lives who rescued the people of Israel from the land of Egypt, but they will say, as the Lord lives who brought the Jews back to their own land of Israel from the countries to which he exiled them. Now, here we go. My heart is broken for the false prophets, full of deceit. I wake with fear and staggering as a drunkard does from wine because of the awful fate awaiting them. For God has decreed holy words of judgment against them. For the land is full of adultery. Okay, you see this. And the curse of God is on it. The land itself is mourning. The pastures are dried up. For the prophets do evil and their power is used wrongly. Now, let me show you. I, I just said adultery, Matthew 5. You have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Okay, so porn is adultery. And right here, it says the land is full of adultery and the curse is on it. And God's curse is on it. The land itself is mourning. The pastures are dried up. I just showed you this drought map. That's about 50% of the USA. And these parts are swampy. Don't grow too much. Florida grows, but it's got some drought going on. They're talking about losing their whole orange crop this year, and, which is something I think that's actually not happened ever. Texas, drought right here. Drought, this is like our main production part of the USA. The crop was lost last year. The crop, uh, I'm sorry to say, it's gonna, it looks like it's going to be lost this year unless there's a miracle of rain. I, anyway, so let's keep going. Pastures are dried up for the prophets do evil and their powers used wrongly. The priests are like the prophets, all ungodly wicked men. I've seen their detestable acts right here in my own temple, says the Lord. Therefore, their paths will be slippery, dark and slippery. They will be chased down dark and they will be chased down dark and treacherous trails and fall. For I will bring evil upon them and see to it when their time has come, they will pay their penalty in full for all their sins. We're almost there, guys. I knew the prophets of Samaria were unbelievably evil. 
for they prophesied by Baal and led my people Israel into sin. But the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. The things they do are horrible. They commit adultery. Pause. God thinks adultery is horrible. Jesus said, lusting after women is adultery. What is porn? Lusting after women or women lusting after men. And that causes the earth to respond. And it, I'm telling you, it causes God to judge nations, man. And, and people say, Corey, you always talk about God blessing the nations. Yeah, the nations that turn from evil and do good. He can't bless evil. He can't bless that, guys, come on. He, has, he had to remove Sodom and Gomorrah because of the evil going on. It's like an overgrowth of weeds. Eventually, the weeds make seeds and infect other areas. And like I said, Biden put out some executive order to promote LGBTQ around the world. God does not want that. So it has to stop. They commit adultery and love dishonesty. They encourage, this is the other one that's important. They encourage and compliment those who are doing evil instead of turning them back from their sins. Okay, how many of y'all follow Andrew Tate? He is encouraging people to lust after women, make women objects. And we got him on Tucker Carlson. He's on Pierce Morgan and all these different people are having him on because he's got a big audience of young teens who he's teaching how to see women as objects. The communists love it because that's what the communists teach the white men are. They just think of women as objects. So he's the poster child for the Communist Party. That's why he's up there to make the communists see him and think that all white businessmen are like this guy. Got it? That's why he's up there still and hasn't fallen yet, but he's soon to fall. But you guys following him because he says good things, but he's possessed by a demon teaching people how to make money off of pimping women. And so look at that. They commit adultery. He's committing adultery and teaching people to commit adultery. They encourage and, and people are okay with it. They say, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, he's just got his little business. That's how it works. You know, that's how the way, way of the world. Well, it's not okay. And those who encourage and compliment those who are doing evil instead of turning them back from their sins are classified as horrible. The things that it's classified as a horrible act to God. These prophets are as thoroughly depraved as the men of Sodom and Gomorrah were. So the other version says, sorry, I'm going to flip my Bible there. The other version says right here, it says verse 14, this is Jeremiah 23, but in the prophets of Jerusalem, I've seen more shocking thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns from wickedness. All of them have become like Sodom to me. And this is a more direct translation. This is the living Bible, but he's saying these people have become like Sodom to me and its inhabitants like Gomorrah. Then it says, all right, I'm going to show you this because this is going to prove this is what's going on in America. Therefore, the Lord Almighty says, I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. This says, I am going to make them eat wormwood and give them poison water to drink. I just saw yesterday in St. Louis, the water had radioactive materials in it. And Josh Halley is in the Senate or wherever he was giving a speech about how Missouri families need reimbursed for radioactive chemicals in the school water. Radioactive chemicals, radiation that causes cancer. You see, this affects the kids, guys. Man, you guys see what I'm saying right here? For it is because of them that this wickedness fills the land. All right, so that do you think your kids are doing this stuff? Do you think the kids deserve to drink poison water because of this committing adultery, dishonesty, 
encouraging those who do it. All right, anyways, let's keep going. For it is because of them the wicked, that wickedness fills this land. This is my warning to my people, says the Lord Almighty. Do not listen to these false prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for me. They keep saying to these rebels who despise me, don't worry, all is well. And to those who live the way they want to, the Lord has said, you shall have peace. But can you name even one of these prophets who lives close enough to God to hear what he is saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? See, the Lord is sending a furious whirlwind to sweep away these wicked men. The terrible anger of the Lord will not abate until he has carried out the full penalty he decreed against them. Later, when Jerusalem has fallen, you will see what I mean. Yeah, in research, follow Jerusalem 70 AD, because it happened twice that I know of. I think it might have actually happened three times in Jerusalem. Who knows, okay? But it's happened in many nations that maybe are not even recorded because it wasn't recognized that that's what it was. People in the USA haven't recognized that this is at the root of, if, if there's drought and poison water, the land dry and poison water, can a nation survive? You see what I'm saying? All right. But listen, this next part's pretty important. Then he says, I have not sent these prophets, yet they claim to speak for me. I gave them no message, yet they say their words are mine. If they were mine, they would try to turn people from their evil ways. Am I a God who is only in one place and cannot see what they are doing? Can anyone hide from me? Am I not everywhere in all of heaven and earth? Listen to the dream I had from God last night, they say, and then they proceed to lie in my name. How long will this continue? If they are prophets, they are prophets of deceit, inventing everything they say, all right? The prophets who are telling you there's a rapture, who are telling you it's the end of the world, that God is destroying the planet, are lying. God is reconciling the world back to himself in Christ. God so loved the world, he sent his one and only son. There's no rapture. They made that up. John Darby, Schofield, those, that group in the 1800s made it up. They didn't get it from God. They got it from a demon to make you forget this world, forget your purpose, forget your birthright, your inheritance of this earth is made up. And these are the people I feel God saying he is going after in this time. And I, I said this actually about two weeks ago. I said, God is done with those teaching the rapture. He's done with them. And uh, it's literally taking the keys of the kingdom out of the hands of their followers. All right, let's keep reading. Then it says, by telling these false dreams, they are trying to get, get my people to forget me in the same way as their fathers did, who turned away to the idols of Baal. Let these false prophets tell their dreams and let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my every word. There is a difference between chaff and wheat. Does not my word burn like fire? Ask the Lord. Is it not like a mighty hammer that smashed the rock to pieces? So I stand against these prophets who get their messages from each other. You hear that? Who get their messages from each other. They got the rapture. They got the end times teaching. They got the universalism. They got the oneness. All these groups that are not talking about kingdom of God growing heaven on earth taking over all nations are for the people of God, the government of God here, all the people that don't understand the kingdom message that are in the position of preaching and teaching, God did not tell them to do that. He wants us to understand his word. 
his full picture and then share it. Why would God call someone to teach and preach who doesn't understand his plan? How, what are they going to teach? What are they going to preach? What they're doing now? Oh, we'll, we'll get through this struggle with porn. We'll get through it. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll cut back. Um, no. He says, stop doing evil. Start doing good. He didn't say 12-step program. He didn't say any of that. He said, stop it. All right, listen. I'm against these prophets who get their messages from each other. These smooth-tongued prophets who say this message is from God. Their made-up dreams are flag flagrant lies that lead my people into sin. I did not send them, and they have no message at all from my people, says the Lord. When one of the people or one of their prophets or priests asks you, well, Jeremiah, what is the sad news from the Lord today? You shall reply, what sad news? You are the sad news, for the Lord has cast you away. And as for the false prophets and priests who joke about today's sad news from God, I will punish them and their families for saying this. So they're mocking Jeremiah. Got it? You can ask each other, what is God's message? What is he saying? But stop using this term, God's sad news. So God hated that term, all right? They were, it was a term of mocking. God's, God's messenger, right? And, and I'm telling you, that's why Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do because Jesus knows the Father. The Father will come after them. That's why when people curse me or call me names, I'm like, please don't, please don't. I have to pray for you, okay? I have to pray for you because God is a zealous God, all right? A jealous God, zealous too. Where are we at? Stop using this term for it is sad for what is sad is you are lying, you are twisting my words and inventing messages from God. But if you ask him about today's sad news from God, when I warned you not to mock like that, then I, the Lord, will unburden myself of the burden you are to me. I'll cast you out of my presence, you in this city I gave to you and your fathers, and I'll bring reproach on you, and your name shall be infamous throughout the ages. All right, I know we're reading a lot, guys. One last thing here. I want to show you from Sodom. So the angels showed up to Sarah. You're going to have a child. She laughed, right? It says, when the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham will surely become a great, powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him. So the, the promise is all nations will be blessed, but the angels had to deal with this overgrowth of weeds in Sodom because weeds will eventually produce seeds and spread to other places. Got it? For I've chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So the Lord will bring forth, the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous, grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. All right. So let me ask you guys this. What do you think the outcry is right now to God about America? trying to export LGBTQ plus through Biden's executive orders to promote it around the world with our tax money. What do you think they're, they're talking to God about? Biden sending weapons to try to start World War III. What do you think the cry is about America? Because I can tell you, they're not making us look good. And 70% of people addicted to porn, uh, that's not looking good to God. Okay, The people may not see it. I may not see it, but God sees it. Then it says, yeah, so you guys can read this. The men turned away, went towards Sodom. Abraham approached him saying, and then they, they got there and you guys can, where's my next button? Anyways, you guys can go through and read 19, but let's just look at it real quick. The two angels arrived and then the men showed up to have sex with them, with the angels, even though the angels could have destroyed them. But then quickly, 
the angels said, Grat, Lot, do you have anyone else? The two men said, Lot, do you have anyone else here? Sons, in-law, daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here because we're going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. All right. And he said, hurry, get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. After he just told Abraham, all nations would be blessed. He had to destroy that. So God's on a mission to bless nations and nations that stand in the way and commit adultery. These things they do are horrible. They commit adultery and love dishonesty. They are depraved like Sodom and Gomorrah. You see? So the word, if you're just hopping on, the word God gave me is quit porn, quit prophesying lies, teaching lies, and mocking God's messengers. Those are the three things. Quit porn, adultery, quit prophesying teaching lies and quit mocking God's people and start doing good, start doing good. And God said, declare 40 days to America. And then if you're just hopping on, I said, you guys might want to realize what's really going on in the world right now. The minister of defense came in exact office name in Russia. They just saw that Biden approved to send F-16 jets to Ukraine while everyone's fixed on Andrew Tate and Tucker Carlson. Biden and them are trying to ship jets to Ukraine while the Minister of Defense says, we don't know if these have nuclear missiles, nuclear capabilities. We see this as a nuclear threat. They said that when our nation feels threatened, we will act first, we will strike first. So they're literally about to nuke America. And I'm not the bearer of bad news. I don't do that, but today I have to. And it's bad news unless you repent. So let's actually, do you guys know the story? It's a uh, Genesis, or sorry, let's, let's pull it up. And we're gonna, I'm just gonna show real quick about this story of Jonah because, sorry, I keep going on. God forgave them so quickly and easily, but I wanna show you what they did. It's worth adding in here. So let me grab the book of Jonah. All right, well, let's just grab it here. Actually, I was reading it in my living Bible this morning. So, okay, so Jonah chapter one. Let me go ahead and jump in here with you guys. All right, Jonah chapter one, the Lord sent this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. I'm going, and this says, go to the great city of Nineveh and give them this announcement from the Lord. I am going to destroy you for your wickedness rises before me. It smells to highest heaven. All right, so he went there. Jonah obviously got trapped in a fish's mouth. He let him out. And then he went to Nineveh and spoke this. And it says, when the king of Nineveh, this is chapter three, verse six, when the king of Nineveh heard that Jonah heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and laid aside his royal robes, put on sackcloth. The king did this, took off his royal clothes, got off his throne, put on a sackcloth, sat in ashes. And the king and his nobles sent this message through the city. Let no one, not even the animals, eat anything at all, nor even drink water. Everyone must wear sackcloth and cry mightily to God and let everyone turn from his evil ways from his violence and robbery, who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will decide to let us live and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. Verse 10, and when God saw that they had put a stop to their evil ways, he abandoned his plan to destroy them and he didn't carry it through. Now again, some people may say, Corey, I don't think this is real. I don't think that God is really saying this about America and Canada. Well, I would just again say, is your land dry? Is your water poison? Do you have tyranny over you? Because the Bible says tyranny shall be far from you and righteousness you'll be established. Are your prayers working against Bill Gates, Obama, Hillary, World Economic Forum, 
Klaus, are your prayers stopping that stuff? If not, I'm seeing the curse on the USA. So that means turn from your evil, do good. Repent from adultery, repent from false teachings, leading people astray, taking the keys from the kingdom of heaven, from the little ones. Ask for forgiveness if you are doing these things. If you have mocked God's people, ask for forgiveness and for God to heal the land. You have to petition God. I can't do it for you any more than I have. He says, this is the message now. He's given plenty of time. And now he said 40 days. So I'm out. Bless you guys. I hope that you heed this and stop the porn and uh, find something better to do. Go to the Kingdom Roundtable on Rumble. Watch those videos. Go to kingdombusinesslifestyle.com. You can get my audio book. You can go through my free Kingdom University. Get your eyes single. Fix your eyes on what is good. Fix your eyes on Jesus, on the word of God. Every time you get an urge to do whatever, use it for something good. Plant something. Get out in nature. Walk. Exercise. Run. Hit a punching bag. Like Become a man. Stop loosing all of your testosterone, all of your manhood, and then maybe you would get a, you'd get a woman pretty quick. I guarantee you. All right. The women know when you men are not manly, manly, they know it. They can smell it. I don't know what it is. They can smell it. I know in the animal world, I raise animals. The men can detect a woman from far away. I have a woman horse. She can detect a man horse. <laughs> I think horses can probably, God gave female horses. The man, they're both really strong <laughs> in breeding desire. They find each other from so far away. You'll hear them shouting at each other. I can't do the horse noise. All right. So, and they're not watching porn. They're not wasting their energy. They're breeding. They're enjoying life, enjoying nature. That's what we're created for. Not for virtual world all day long. All right. I'm out. Later.